Welcome to the Successful Male Podcast. My name is Ron Mahotra. I'm a wealth, success, mindset, and leadership coach and the founder of the Successful Male Movement. In the Successful Male Podcast, we bring inspiring achievers who will help you unlock your inner game changer that wants to play big. The Successful Male Podcast is a show where we highlight the accomplishments of men who are doing amazing things with their life. The show where we share the stories, ideas, and philosophies of highly successful men who went after their goals with courage. The show where we highlight those men who use their highest vision to bring value to others. And the show that seeks not only to motivate and inspire, but transform, so you too can think big, live bigger, and lead with your highest vision. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I hope you find this episode inspirational. Welcome to the Successful Male Podcast. This is your host, Ron Malhotra. As you know, when I invite guests on my podcast, I look for exceptional individuals that are living their life's purpose, maximizing their potential, and using their potential to make a difference. I'm very fortunate that I come across some amazing individuals that are doing those things, and they're experts in their own spaces. Mark Metry is a gentleman that I recently had the pleasure of being interviewed through on his podcast. And I just want to give you a quick background on who this man is. He is the host of one of the top podcasts called Humans 2.0. His show features an innovative and, and talented guest cast. And he's been, uh, his, 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 his podcast is available on YouTube. It's on Google Play, on Stitcher Radio, on High Heart Rate, I Heart Radio. And he has had amazing conversations with entrepreneurs, with authors, with, with CEOs, and he has interviewed some really amazing individuals like uh, Jay Samet, uh, Neil Patel, and David Meltzer. Um, the, the thing about Mark is he actually started quite young, and this is something that I've, I learned about him when I was being interviewed by him. And I was fascinated because he is somebody who has, uh, he was the creative director um, of a company uh, called uh, PPMC, and he grew the company's website to reach over 10 million people and has 10,000 registered premium members. So he, uh, he was actually, uh, according to Huffington Post, uh, they said many founders should adopt Mark's limits don't exist mindset. It reminds me of Elon Musk. So this is what the author uh, who wrote that post on Huffington Post had to say about Mark. I'm really privileged to have him on the show. Mark, welcome to the Successful Mail podcast. Wow, Ron, that was quite the intro. I really appreciate it. I want to meet that guy. But uh, this podcast is awesome and I'm really excited you have me on. The thing that, that I love about you is you're so humble and so super down to earth, but you are so accomplished and you're deep and you're well-researched. Just, I just find it quite fascinating. And just prior to you coming, prior to uh, we going live, I, I was talking to you about, you know, how you have this amazing skill set and you've done so much amazing work. And there's, I, I just see you as becoming somebody that's just going to be one of the, those who's who people in the world. But tell me a little bit about your journey, man. When, what, because I know you were very young when you get, got started into this. How did you, did you just bypass the traditional path of going to university and doing degrees and stuff like that and just go, I know exactly what I want to do in life. How did you, how did you come across this path? 
Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so it's uh, it's totally quite the opposite. Um, I'd say the the first amount of success, quote unquote, financial success, was when I started this uh, Minecraft server, um, and it basically gone on to be one of the number one Pixelmon Minecraft servers in the world. It was over. Uh, by the time I was 15 and by the time I was 16, it was over a six figure business. And by just a short while, it was making multi six figures. Um, and just as a 15, 16 year old, um, that's, uh, that, that's definitely interesting. Um, and I just kind of stumbled on it. Um, you know, it, for me, it was just an outlet to kind of uh, play a game with some of my friends. And uh, I really started it because I, I started playing the game myself and I noticed there were no good servers around and I thought I could do it better. So I just opened it up and really just like foot by foot, I really just stumbled into it. Like a lot of people when they hear, oh, when you're 15 years old, you have a, a multi six figure business doing something that's like 99% automated that's has like a 95% profit margin just by playing a game. Um, like they think of me as some like, you know, like business prodigy, like some wonder can, but I think I really just stumbled in it. I was just having fun and that uh, it, it was just, um, you know, it took something on its own. And, uh, you know, eventually that's where I really learned the value of community. And I learned that there are, you know, a lot of people and especially in, video games, but you could easily say this on LinkedIn as well. There's a lot of communities and, you know, you eventually start to lean on each other. And I remember like getting messages as the owner of the server. Um, you know, like we had a lot, a lot of players on our site, um, millions of people. And I would just get messages of like some kids that were like 13 years old saying on how their parents got divorced. And like, this is where they chat with their friends. So that's where I really started learning about the internet. Um, you know, f even though that was only about five years ago, that was kind of a time where, you know, at least everyone else around me was saying, you know, oh, wait, you can make money on the internet. It was still kind of a new thing or uh, not that uh, widely known now. Now we work on the internet and there's all sorts of jobs everywhere. Um, but at the time it wasn't. And, um, and yeah, that's where I say my, my, my journey started. So tell me though, did, is this like, so you didn't go into this thinking you want to become an entrepreneur or you want to become a millionaire. Like a lot of people would get into something like this with those objectives, but it seems like when you say you just stumbled, um, across this thing and you started to work on it, what was, what was driving you? Was it like you, did you just go, well, I just want to solve this problem or was it just something that you felt really naturally passionate about like how do you how do you just stumble across something like this yeah um that's a that's a great question um honestly the first time i was ever called an entrepreneur i didn't even know what it meant and it was um when this uh when this dude who was writing a piece um a blog on the huffington post told me i was like wait what's that and i had to look it up because i had never heard that before i didn't even know what it meant um and really for me, it was just like, you know, as a kid growing up, um, I wasn't, I wasn't a very social kid. I had a, I had a, a fair bit of anxiety and really what I used instead, I just played video games. Like I remember I got like a Game Boy Advance SP and I just spend my time in that or I, and then I eventually got a laptop and I started going on the internet and then I, you know, started playing games like Minecraft and things like that. Um, so for me, it was just always that kind of outlet. Um, and the, you know, the server, the business itself, um, 
you know, the game that it was, I always said like, oh, I'm not going to play this game. This game uh, kind of looks like interactive Legos. But then I finally did play and then I just noticed something. And I just, it was, for me, it was just about just doing this thing and seeing what would happen. It wasn't like this big entrepreneurial, you know, business mindset or anything like that. So you interviewed many successful people. Are they, do you find some similarities uh, in your story um, in, with theirs in terms of, is that what typically happens with people? I mean, do they just sort of, if you look at people who have been able to accomplish great things and uh, making a dent in the world with the stuff that they're doing, what do you think is required to get to that point? Is it, is it like a, for me, it was a strategic decision to improve and, and to find out who I am. Uh, but for you, it kind of seemed a bit incidental and accidental. So out of all the people that you interviewed, what percentage would you say as just as a general, just trying to get a gauge of the fact that, because uh, I find this story quite intriguing. I go, how does somebody just fall into something like this? And especially given that your circumstances, as you said, were not conducive, you had anxiety and things like that. Yet, you, you, you found this thing. Um, and so many people would envy you right now going, I wish I would just fall into this thing that I'm meant to be doing in life. But is it really that or is it that, that you fall into it and then you have to develop and nurture it further? And what percentage of people, successful people that you've interviewed, would you say, discovered their true path the way you have? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And, um, you know, I definitely, uh, even though I had made it on the, the money side for a person in my case, I, I honestly didn't think so. And, um, I, I would not define myself as successful just from the, the internal world. Um, but I, you know, after interviewing all these people and really the name of the show is humans 2.0, there's kind of like, after interviewing so many people, there's this transformation that happens between human 1.0 and that makes them a human 2.0. And it's not always hitting rock bottom, but oftentimes it's that. And hitting rock bottom could mean, you know, you, you come back from your nine to five job and you're just super tired. You, you know, go through the drive through you just eat like a some burgers and some fries and have a milkshake from Burger King. You come back home, you're too tired to hang out with your family. And, uh, and then you just get, and then you just start drinking and then you get hammered. And then that's your, that's just your life. Um, I've seen a lot of people that are like that. And then eventually they just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Sometimes there's a realization or sometimes something bad happens, uh, maybe a family death or, you know, something of the sort, um, but it doesn't have to be that intense. Um, and then other people I've found um, definitely don't hit rock bottom and they, they don't have like this dramatic changing of the, the, the individual, but they, if they're really smart, they, they really learn a lot. And um, a lot of their, they've had a good environment. Their parents tell them, uh, they, their parents teach them good things. I found that people that grow up in those situations that kind of had their head screwed on, right? They pick up the early things early on and then they could make some pivots and then they do plan, they do strategically plan as well. But I would say it's basically those two kinds of people, but it's always about, you know, going to that next level, the, you know, really just taking responsibility and, uh, and moving on. And I think a lot of people out there are just in autopilot mode. Um, I like to describe human 1.0 as just, you know, the person that's always blaming this or that, 
um, the, the, the person that is, you know, always negative, the person that just, you know, spends their time just mindlessly scrolling through Instagram and like talking about Kim Kardashian, this, or like this other random thing. That's me. What I think is most people. And I think, uh, I think a lot of more people are, are becoming, uh, more aware of this, especially since technology and podcasts. And I think, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically what I've seen in, in, in all my guests. And you're doing a great job of spreading that message about evolution of human beings, because you're right, there are so many people that just live in on autopilot, living in a scarcity and blame uh, modality where they're constantly living from the outside in. And what's really interesting about you, though, is that if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, typically people evolve through those stages and get to that level of self-actualization and awareness, which you seem to have at a very young age. Um, and, and, and to me, that is intriguing because, you know, I always, uh, you know, felt that you people evolve through various stages and once their social needs and self-esteem needs and their, their security needs are met, then they go to that next level. But you've kind of just disrupted that whole model because the level of maturity that you bring into your work is quite phenomenal. So I'd like you to really tell us about how this idea of 2.0 came about in your mind and then how did you go about bringing that to life? That's a terrific question. Um, so I started the podcast. Um, I made the decision for it and I made like this mini trailer for it in June of last year. And I just made the trailer for it, but I didn't really do anything um, for the next two months. And really the reason why I started the podcast and how I came onto this idea is you know, I was, uh, I was going through a lot of struggles in my life. Um, so you know, I, had, I had made the mindset transformation, so my life was much more different than that, and I had good things in place. But I was just going through a lot of struggles in my life from the business side, um, from the personal side, really just every single side. And um, it, it was a tough time. So what I decided to do is, you know, I don't have the information um, that I had that I need to to succeed to to go to that next level to to learn from um, people um, that that really know what's going on in this world. So I you know I figured I'd make this podcast as a way to kind of just help me in a selfish way um, learn about what I needed to do. And um, you know I I started off by asking some people that I knew in my industry, the virtual and augmented reality industry. Um, and you know, eventually people just started saying yes, but it really took me a while to get it off the road. So like I said, I started it in June. I got the first podcast episode up by like at the end of August and, um, it, it took me another two weeks to, to put out an, ep an episode. So I was just really doing it. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really care for it. So I would just upload whenever I wanted to. Um, sometimes it'd be like, two times in a week, some other times I'd skip like three weeks. So it really was not um, something that was like regular, something I was taking too seriously. And then starting from this year, January 1st, I was like, I got to take this thing seriously because, you know, just from the short time that I have had it, I've reaped so many different benefits of it. So starting from January, I really took it seriously. I started reaching out to more people methodically and, you know, reaching out in my networks and relationships. And I started posting up to three times a week 
with guests. I think there were some weeks where I even posted five different guest interviews, uh, but it was mostly three times a week. And that's what I've kept it today. And I've just kept just doing interview after interview, meeting people after people. And every single person has really introduced great concepts. And, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of amazing people now. Um, and you know, really it's, uh, it's gotten to that point where, um, just last week I was like, I think this podcast thing is really going somewhere. So I just basically decided to do it daily. And, um, I, I still do the three guest interviews, but now I've been mixing it up. I've been, um, doing some ones with just solo by myself. Uh, I've been taking some different, um, uh, you know, like different collections of the other guests that I've had on and made kind of like a, like an inspirational mashup kind of video. Um, and that's what I've really been doing. And it's, uh, it's really taken on a, a whole thing of its own. Um, it's, uh, I honestly think it's probably one of the best decisions, um, I've ever done, but yeah, that, I think that's how I did it. And, uh, that's how I started it, and that's where it is today. And I've had the pleasure of witnessing your creativity as it's evolving. Cause I, I, I saw that video that you did, which was quite amazing. Uh, but you can also see that there is this pull factor with you. Like, you know, it's, this has now become obviously something that you are quite passionate about. And you found that sweet spot where your passion is now starting to impact others in a positive way, which very few people, unfortunately, get to that stage in life where they're doing something that fulfills them, but is also, uh, you know, making a difference of some kind. But why do you think, I mean, based on your own personal experience with what you have, how you have been able to accomplish this and all the other people that you've interviewed in your podcast, what do you think is the biggest reason that majority of people in the world never get to this sweet spot of being able to identify their purpose and passion and be able to find that, that, that need in the marketplace or in the world that can be fulfilled by them pursuing their own gifts? Why do you think most people never get there? Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting question. And I think, um, you know, I think we're on the journey of, uh, doing that ourselves. And, um, you know, I don't think anybody has it figured out. Um, but some people, what they're doing, I think is they're embracing it. And I think a lot of us, um, you know, really just after interviewing person after person, I've noticed a very key element and it's, it's responsibility. And that can stem from a lot of different ways. You can become aware of it in a lot of different ways. Um, for some people, um, something bad happens or they see something in their life where they really understand what's going on in life. They're consciously aware. And it makes them just have the, the desire to find a way no matter what. They eventually just start forming that. Not everyone has that, but that's what I really think is kind of the, the, the burning desire that I've seen in the ones that are really good. Um, and then I think that next step is taking responsibility, like understanding that your life is, is just an exact reflection of everything that all the choices, all the decisions that you've ever made and understanding that and, you know, really embracing that then I think kind of gives you like the controller to life. Like once you accept it and you understand it, then you're able to start doing things in a way that you weren't able to do before. Um, that's really what I've seen as the, the main thing. And aside from that, I would say um, being able to face their fears and um, really having the ability to f uh, fail. 
Uh, a lot of people have that fear. And I've noticed that the people that, you know, everyone has that fear at some level, but the ones that have really been able to do great things are ones that were able to bypass that or go about it or just toughen it about or go through it or just find a, an entrepreneurial way, so to speak, to, to go through it. But that's, that's mainly what I, what I think is the play. And you, I think you've hit the nail on the head because it's something that's come up a lot with some other guests that I've interviewed. They always talk about the fact that it is taking responsibility and it's knowing that where you are is a consequence of your thinking and your decision. So that's where it starts, which a lot of people never make that connection and they think that it's something outside of them that's got them to where they are. And mm. talk about fears. I mean, when you, I mean, now you've got a track record, right? So obviously I would imagine that you've got high confidence levels, you've got, the, you've got the runs on the board, but there would have been a time when you started where you would have had fears and doubts. How did you overcome them? Yeah, so that's, a, that's an interesting story. So, um, you know, so when I had my server when I was 16, 17, 18, and first half of age 19, um, I would say that all those fears, all those doubts were really just governing my entire life. Um, I, I was not successful. I was definitely financially, financially successful. But, you know, really the real definition of success is not just monetary means. So I was not successful in terms of mindset. I thought I had an awful life. Uh, I wasn't a good person. Uh, I was extremely anxious. Um, and really... Um, I, I kind of went through a transformation where just over the course of a few months, I ended up just going through in like in this depression, I ended up gaining a lot of weight. Like I went from weighing around, you know, 160 to over 210 pounds over a short period. And then um, over the summer, kind of traveling, kind of trying to understand what was going on, trying to learn what kind of happened. Um, and then in just a few short months, I ended up losing all of the weight. And I kind of went through this transformation where I kind of understood that whole responsibility thing that I talked about. And I kind of just, you know, I, I, I was fed up with my own BS and I really became aware of life. And that was a time when I started doing all sorts of things like eating healthy and exercising and meditating and, um, you know, doing, do, doing all, those, all those good things that we know we're supposed to do. Um, and when I started doing that, I really just changed as, a, as an individual for the better. I, my always original self, but just more exposed to who I really am without those governing fears um, in my life. And, you know, really, when, that, when I kind of saw that transformation, that was like, you know, that, that's when I really understood what was going on. And that was the next step. Wow. Well, congratulations on, on getting past your own fears and having the self-awareness that you've developed now. I can only imagine what's going to happen with you um, just because you just seem to go from, you know, level to level and you keep upping your game. Um, what does, what do you think human 2.0 is going to look like? Um, and, you know, in the future and also what, uh, what else are you working on at this stage? Um, and, I'd love to even know behind, beneath all of that, what's really driving you? Great questions. Um, yeah, so I, I posted on LinkedIn yesterday. Uh, I'm doing this challenge called uh, 10 Tips, 10 Days. A lot of people are doing it. 
And uh, what I chose for a topic is podcasting because I kind of went from someone who um, had a podcast and I'm, I'm just a nobody. So I don't have an established base or anything like that. Um, I just started putting out stuff and I changed my behavior and I started putting out things in a different way. And that's really um, made my podcast just in a very short while go to the iTunes top charts and rank, um, you know, even sometimes in the top 10 under self-help and technology. And just seeing that has really just expanded my mind. So I think like a year from now in the future, um, on LinkedIn, I, I said that I'm going to make this podcast, you know, one of the best in the entire world. And I think I'm going to do it because, you know, I think the, for me, the concept of learning is really the, my favorite thing to do here on planet earth. And I found a way to go about that, that, that best benefits everyone just through a podcast. And I think from a year from now, it's going to be, um, I think I'm, I'm going to be in the top charts under health. And I think I'm going to start, um, you know, bringing on a lot more awesome people. Like just, uh, just yesterday I was talking to, um, one of the guys that, Steve Jobs called on to help him start Pixar and um, really talking to amazing people like that. That's what I'm going to do. And, you know, in just like the last four months, I've had a lot of people start to reach out to me from the podcast and just like call me and just be like, Oh wow, Mark, uh, you know, on episode 26, um, you know, I listened to this podcast with uh, Toph Evans and he talked about, um, you know, going through this. And then that led me to an insight on my own life. And then I'll have a phone call with them just like a short 10, 15 minutes. And we'll talk about a bunch of things. And then that person will get back to me in like a month and say, wow, I've started doing those things and it's fundamentally changed my life. And now my relationship with my parents is, is much better. And I know who I am within myself and I'm, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. So doing that, I, you know, that thing is really driving me um, for right now, but, um, really, um, at the, at the core by being what, what drives me is, um, I would say, you know, mainly it's, I want to help out who I was before I had my, my transformation because, uh, you know, I know how awful that is. I don't want any human to live like that. And if I can do something to help that, then, then all the so be it. So that's really what drives me. And the way that I'm doing that is, uh, so I have the podcast. I also have a business called ViewDream. That's a growth agency for virtual and augmented reality startups. I'm doing some really awesome things around the world. Uh, one of our, uh, one of our customers, um, one of our clients helped solve the virtual reality motion sickness. That was a huge problem for the industry and that really prevented VR from taking off. But now they've solved that and you know, VR is, is growing really rapidly. Facebook is heavily invested in it over billions of dollars. They just released a $200 headset. Um, and uh, you know, we work with a lot of clients that are doing some amazing things. So I have the, the virtual and re, uh, reality agency going on because the potential of VR is unlimited and it's really endless. And the reason why I got into it is I started doing some research and I found that VR has all these amazing uses in the medical field and in fields like where it's not that hard or it is hard to treat in today's world with today's tools is mental health. 
So I've really taken a deep dive in un- trying to understand how does virtual reality and augmented reality help mental health. And it's helped people in profound ways, all the way from PTSD to schizophrenia. And um, that being said, um, you know, mental health is something that's really close to me because I kind of went through that. So that's the way that, that I'm trying to do it. Um, that's the approach that I'm following. And uh, really in my company, we're going to get to that point where we're going to start developing our own um, software and programs. And really what we want to do is really want to focus on mental health and specifically in the mixed reality field. So what mixed reality is, it's basically, some people have seen it on Snapchat, different 3D elements going into your camera. Um, Apple released a big update with their augmented reality kit. And, you know, you know, if you take a look at the human mind, the mind has hundreds of cognitive dis, uh, biases and different dispositions. And at the end of the day, you know, I like to say that the mind, the mind's goal is not to keep you happy. It's to keep you alive. And I think we've, we've gone into this, this age in humanity where the, the advice of the last generation of 100, 200, 300, 500 years old was just always about staying alive. But as we've entered into this civilized society, especially with technology, the dynamic of comfort and how we approach that has fundamentally changed. And some of us are still operating on that dynamic of staying comfortable. And it's, and it's, and it's led to, to, to a lot of bad things in this world. You know, for example, um, the, the, the biological advantage that sugar companies um, do to advertise their products for, for people to, to eat sugar um, because our brains are really wired to, to crave it because it's, we see it as the highest energy food and we want to eat a lot of it just biologically. And people are going out there and, you know, I think one of the most overabused drugs on the planet is food. And, you know, if you take a look at, you know, America, the USA, for example, the, the number one cause of death is heart disease. And that's largely, largely attributed to diet and lifestyle. And, you know, we've, we've seen this dynamic of comfort because why would you go to the gym when you can just go to your convenience store and pick up a bunch of candy and like sit around and just watch TV and just do nothing. So that's something that's really yielded all sorts of different things. A lot of people dying, um, addictions, um, violence. I think, I think, uh, you know, as a result of a lot of different interdynamic plant, uh, different inter uh, twining parts on this planet, we're seeing a lot of um, interesting consequences. And a lot of those are in the field of mental health. And mental health is one of those fields that's the treatment of it is not, um, you know, as, as, good as, as good as it should be. Um, there's, the, you know, there's a big stigma around it. And, you know, one of my favorite TED Talks um, is, uh, is this one called depression, the secret every single human shares. And, you know, once you kind of look at it from this, you know, quantifying biological, but it also has to do with fulfillment and just all these intertwining parts. Um, that's really what's got me interested in mental health. Cause I've lived through a, uh, a bad life and I've, and I've seen the, the consequences of not training your mind properly. So that's, that's what I re- that's, what's really driving me. That's what I'd say my purpose is. And the mechanisms that I'm using for my business are really what I hope to drive that action in the world. 
Wow. Wow. And, you know, I, here I am, I'm just listening to a number of things that you've just talked about. And clearly you have a lot of passion because you just came completely alive and so convicted in all the stuff that you, you talked about, but also you're really well researched. And I just want to quickly share some lessons that I just got out of that, that, that conversation that I've just had with you, with the people that are listening. So people, if, if, if you're listening to this, this podcast, you may have noticed that um, Mark is very clear on his value of learning. And so he has now built and his life, lifestyle and work around this particular, this core value of learning, which he's very aware of. Because a lot of people say, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know what I should do. And we inherently, well, we actually know what our values are, but we, we deny them for so long because we use our, our head more than we use our heart. And so I wanted people to learn that. And Mark, it was just amazing to hear you, you talk about that. And then the second part that I, that, that was, um, well, that I observed was the fact that the moment you started to talk about the work that you're doing, you really like your energy levels just went up and like you could just hear the passion in your voice. And, and the fact that you can just tell that it's not something that you feel you have to do. It's something that you, you want to do because it's so in line with the work that you're doing. The third aspect I love, which is, which I heard from you was that you decided that you are going to help people that were in the position that you were in. So a lot of people sometimes struggle with these things. And you know what? We've all had struggles and challenges. And sometimes the best people that we can help are the people that remind us of ourselves maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when we had some struggles and challenges. Because you've been in that, if you've been through that journey, then you, you're obviously equipped to be able to lead those people. And so, you know, as I listen to you, Mark, I just feel that, you know, there's so much, it's so inspiring to hear somebody like yourself who has who's ticking all of those boxes and making such an impact. And I think you're just the ideal person for human 2.0. I think it just matches the work that you're doing. It matches your intelligence. It matches your interest. It matches your passion and your values. And it just comes together beautifully for you. But I do want to point out that, Mark, and I'm pr pretty sure, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that when you started this journey, you, the dots wouldn't have connected the way they're connecting today. And so many people feel the need to connect the dots before they get started. But here's the thing, you just got to make a start and eventually the dots start to connect. But looking at it from the outside, Mark, I feel like the dots are really connecting well for you. Am I right? You know, one of my favorite quotes is from Steve Jobs. And it says, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, Disney, uh, destiny, life, karma, anything. This approach has never let me down and it has made all the difference in my life. That's the way that I think about what you just asked me right there. And um, you know, just, just really six months ago, if you asked me that question, um, I would have thought very, very differently. Um, and it's just having that faith and just really just put, taking that responsibility and putting an action forward every single day on a, on a micro level, every single day, what you do every 24 hours. That's what I'd say has been the main difference. Um, and just connecting those dots. Like I didn't know them, but you have to trust in something. And then eventually you're going to look back and then say, Oh, okay you know, I figured out what my, what my why is, what my purpose is. Sometimes those things don't come so clearly. And then like these three steps, I think a lot of it is just trench work. A lot of it's mud work. And it really has to do with self-awareness and how well, um, you know, yourself. Um, yeah, but that's the way that I think about the connecting the dots. 
Well, I appreciate you sharing your journey and being so open about your vulnerabilities and your challenges that you've faced. And you are inspiring so many people through the work that you're doing, and you're doing it in such a down-to-earth and classy way, which is it's something really nice to watch. And I think, I hope that people who are listening can see now that, you know, there is no perfect formula, but you've just got to get started and then you course correct along the way, like you have, Mark. And now you're doing some amazing things. And I, I, and I know that, you know, I, I love the fact that I'm connected with you because I can just foresee that you're going to grow and you're just going to keep growing because you're now adding value to so many people. So, you know, you're naturally going to grow um, as a consequence of doing that. And so congratulations for all the work that you're doing. I just, would you like to just share if people want to find out more about your podcast or if they want to personally get in touch with you or reach out to find out about your services, how they can do that? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I live in a lot of different social networks. You can hit me up on uh, LinkedIn or uh, Instagram. Uh, my name is Mark Metry. M-A-R-K-M-E-T-R-Y. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, um, you should definitely check out mine. It's called Humans 2.0. You can get it on any podcast platform. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're there too, you should definitely go on Ron's podcast, this podcast, and leave a review because Ron works really hard. And uh, leaving a review would, uh, would mean the world to him and it would be appreciated by me and him. Wow. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And that's just such an indication of who you are, Mark. I'm always looking out for others and their interests. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for being a great role model. Now, before you leave, I would love for you to share your best piece of advice or insight, something that's personally helped you. If you had to share with men that are listening to you and are inspired by you, what's the one thing that you would tell them? Yeah, the one thing that I would tell them is, you know, looking back at it now, um, the reason why I had a lot of problems in my past life, so to speak, was because I was always trying to hide something about myself. I was always trying to, um, you know, block that. And the moment where I just took the things that even though I thought were really bad and horrible, and I brought those to light and I shared it out there and I started talking about it and I started, you know, going in that industry or whatever I was that I had going on in my life. When I did that, that's really when things change. So really your greatest suffering can be transformed into your, why you're here on this planet. And that's the ultimate gift um, of them all. So that's what, that's what I would say. I'd say whatever it is that is, is re- that you think is really bad in your life, just expose it, bring it out into the light. Think about it take action on it, try to do whatever it is you can. And um, no matter how bad it is, and you can really change things around. And in one year, two years, three years, things can really, really be different. Wow. Mark, thank you for shining your light. And thank you for helping others shine their light. I appreciate you being on the Successful Well podcast. We will certainly be in touch. And uh, if anyone wants to reach out to Mark, we will have his social media details and how you can get in touch with him on the podcast page itself. Mark, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it to everyone who listened.